Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. While you're in sunny Florida, be sure to visit... Orlando! Enter into a world of epic adventure. Hello and welcome to Warlando. This is Adam. And I'm Nicholas. Here we are, a special episode tonight, talking about the new core rules for Age of Sigmar 3. Nicholas, you excited? I am excited. Um, I, uh, I was, uh, I don't know, I had, I, 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 I wasn't feeling like a naysayer, you know, like everything I was hearing was sounding really good. And, uh, um, I'm currently in a, in a TTS tournament and I was just kind of like, am I going to, am I going to, um, you know, want to finish out to, you know, am I going to want to finish this tournament out? Because it's all like 2.0 rules. Yeah. And now that this has been out and I've just been like my, I've just been like glued, you know, to all the posts and all the things and all the updates and now the core rules, I'm like, I'm digging this rule set <laughs> yeah and i don't want to I, I i don't want to go back to 2.0 i don't want to go back to to my you know to this tournament that i'm doing on tts and finish it i'm just like oh why don't we all just just play 3.0 now <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know it very well uh and i know 2.0 pretty good so uh my game would be sloppy but i'm like I'm just so into this new rule set that I'm just like, I'm done with the old rule set. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I do know exactly what you mean. It's It's been fun to read. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be faster, snappier games, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there's a lot of uh, fun, fun new stuff that they added here. Yeah. Do you want to scroll through? Uh, we'll scroll through the book and talk about the sure. changes we noticed. Yeah, kind of, kind of give our, our our two cents worth. Yeah. Uh. So what? So what do you got first on the list? Well, the first thing in the uh, the players' code, which they put out for the first time, I want to say it was in the last GHB, was the first time they did yeah. the players' code. And one small thing that people complained about that they did fix was uh, where it used to say that you need to do a handshake. Now it just says, uh, make a respectful gesture to your opponent before and after <laughs> the game, such as offering a handshake, wishing them good luck, etc. So they, a, uh, a COVID friendly, COVID friendly. And I guess there's, there's some people that just do not like to touch other people. and don't want to yeah. be expected to shake hands. If you know, if there's actually written down on the page that you must shake someone's hand, Right. That can kind of, that can kind of get your game off to a rough start. Yeah. And you yeah. haven't even rolled dice yet. You know what I mean? You're just like all of a sudden already at odds. Yeah. That's a bad start. <laughs> like some people will let you will share your dice and other people won't let you touch their dice. Some people are just like, some people, I guess, just don't want to shake hands. They don't want to touch someone else. And that's totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And, uh, you know, we all don't have to be touchy feely. We don't all have to be like, we, we can be friendly, but we don't have to be friends, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you and I, you and I have to be friends. We have to be friends. 
but but we don't have to be like you know uh like with our opponents we don't have to be friends we can just be friendly and enjoy the game together yeah yeah exactly so that was in the so, yeah the player's code i didn't uh, read the rest of the player's code i just wanted it because i knew i'd heard about this change and that there were people happy about it okay oh here it is yeah make the 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 respectful gesture to your opponent before and after the game so it's kind of like if you've ever played like dark souls or something like that where whenever anybody enters the game uh it's like they always do like a gesture you know like a bow or like a wave or like whatever you know and it's before just like, you fight you always feel like you have to do something that's funny and if you don't do it then it's like a faux pas it's like what wait what you know and then you like you know like when when you're talking to somebody and you just start the conversation where you're like cutting the person off a little bit and then you stop and then, and then they start and then, and then, and then you start it again and, and then things just get really awkward for like the first, you know, few moments. That's kind of like what it is. If you don't, if you don't start off with a respectful gesture, you'll kind of catch each other up a little bit. Yeah. And it, it kind of resets things or, or like it sets things up like you're saying. Right. Yeah. So that, um, that was the change to the the player's code. There's a mm-hmm. new on the next page. There's um, a new term that they're using here next to 1.1 factions, battle tomes, and battle packs. They haven't used that term battle packs before. Yeah. Uh, there's more description way at the back of the the core rules they talk more about battle packs but it's not something that i've seen anywhere before yeah they do have all these bolded items which are like focus on this the, the mm. these are the words that you want to kind of you know uh notice don't get hung up on the you know like did it say the or you know uh you know is it or did it say it or did it say like an or a or whatever, you know, like focus on these words, these words in bold. Yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I, I know what you're saying. I've been caught up on, uh, times where it was a subtle difference like that and it's made a difference in games. Yeah. And I'm sure it will come down to that in some, I think, yeah. I think I've had the 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 friendly argument about like you know the Oxford comma or something like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, if the comma was here, then it would mean this, and if the comma was here, then it would mean that, and now it means two different. You know, it could mean something completely different. With these with so. these kinds of games, the language is very important, and I'm sure there'll be an FAQ and errata that comes out in the next you know month or so to clear up stuff. But I do think, I think they did a great job. I think things are, they've even got on the left-hand side of the page there, they've got um, kind of a an FAQ right there. Yeah, that follows kind along. of like its own designer's commentary right there for you. Yeah, exactly. I think they, I think they probably play-tested the heck out of this. Uh, I It looks like it's going to play fun. But yeah, yeah, the battle packs, I think they're going to be releasing battle packs. Um I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of variety of battle packs are going to be out there. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, I know this has been a big contest. This word here, factions, or this part here about factions and how it, you must pick the faction, the factions you wish to include in your army. Each faction has its own battle tome, mm. which contains the war scrolls, pitched battle profiles, and allegiance abilities for that faction. And a lot of people are um, recognizing that some of their combinations were based on keywords and not what was in the pitched battle profile or the battle tome or something like that. And, and they're, they're, they're worried that they can't take, you know, some slaves to darkness with some of the other chaos because in those chaos specific books, they don't necessarily list chaos marauders or Archaon or something like that in the pitched battle profile. Oh, wow. And it was just based on keywords that they were allowed to be in there. So do they, yeah, they, they don't mention allies there. I think they mentioned they allies a couple they times mentioned allies later, but mm. those weren't allies. Those were always a part of the allegiance yeah. because of something, uh, written somewhere. I'm not a chaos player. We don't have Mark here tonight. Unfortunately, <laughs> Unfortunately. one, I'm not going to be able to answer, but I think really what it comes down to is there's going to be a lot until we get the FAQ. That's just going to be like, What's it say in your in in your battle, you know, in your battle tome? Like what we all just have to go back and like read the specific wording and compare it to this kind of stuff. What's the um, Caradron Overlords um uh not temple, Skyport that lets oh, you bring a Dwarden. Yeah, sky- right. So um I've got it here. Let me see. Um, yeah, so for the KO in Brock Thring, um, it says one in four units in your army can be a Duarden unit uh, that does not have the Caradron Overlord's keyword. Those units gain the Brock Thring keyword. They cannot be the army general and do not count towards the number of battle line units in the army. So I think there's definite intention that, you know, those are allowed to be included in your army. Um, they do gain the Brock Thring keyword and, um, and it says in the beginning in the allegiance, I think the difference is it says in the allegiance mm. that Brock Thring, that, that you choose a Skyport with the keyword and that's what you build your army on. Yeah. And so because those, because it says that they now gain the Barak Thring allegiance keyword, now they're allowed in my army. And cities does the same thing. Like one in four Stormcasts now gain the Cities of Sigmar allegiance ability or the Tempest Eye, sorry, the Tempest Eye allegiance ability, right? Or uh, Hallow Heart or, you know, Hammer Hall whatever it may be. So I think those books may have just been a little older and that's why they don't have it listed like that. But I don't have an example in front of me. Unfortunately, I don't have any chaos battle tomes. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting uh, to see as that, that gets more clarity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
The next big uh, uh, change here is the unit coherency. Right. Yep. 1.3.3. I like how they have all these like, um, you know, like uh, section sections to it. Yeah. I so see. You, you can easily reference like where you're talking about it. Because well, if you remember like back, even when it was like four page rules that they had, I could never remember exactly mm. where that one thing was. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would be like, oh, they referenced cover saves here. And it's like, oh, okay, so where was cover saves? Was it in the terrain section? Was it in the shooting section? Was it in the damage? You know what I mean? And then it's like, even though it's four pages, I felt like I read it twice just to find the one word. <laughs> right. Well, they did include an index in this one too. Alphabetical yeah. index, which is great. Yeah. So it definitely stepped it up in a lot of areas. Yeah. You know, what six seven years later i know are. i know from from what was it 2015 when aos first came out it was mm-hmm. a four-page rule book you could download now it's a 45-page rule book that's got some real depth and nuance yeah but yeah this is a huge one unit coherency mm-hmm. as you can see in the picture like five models or less you, you know normal one inch away but if you're more than five, all of a sudden you have to adhere to being uh, close to two other models. Yeah, within two, within one inch of two other models, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in this example below, um, you can see that, uh, um, like, in order for all of them to be within two, you, you kind of have to do the zigzag, right? Yeah. So you kind of do the zigzag formation, everybody's in. And when you pile in, you know, if they're spaced out in the front and they're a bigger base, those guys can kind of pinch in the middle, like we all know, right? When you try yeah. to get those guys from the second row in there, you got to space out a little bit. Um, but I think it's going to, I think it's going to definitely keep from maximizing as many people in combat like before. Mm-hmm. Yeah particularly if you've got a bigger uh, size base. Right. And I think more to more on that later with the pile in, we'll get there with the pile in stuff, but I think the pile in changed a little bit to help get more people into combat. So I think there's going to be a little bit of a, a shift here where it's like, yeah, we lost a little bit here, but we're going to get a little bit with how, with how freeing the pile in is now that yeah. you just pile into the closest unit, not to the closest model. Yeah. Cause that was always restricting, right? Like if you were mm-hmm. to kind of like come out in that sort of spearhead formation where you've got just a couple guys or one guy at the top and they just happen to get that nine inch charge or whatever you needed. And that one guy gets in and then three inches from there. And it's like, Oh, you know, <laughs> but now this guy's in my way. And then, and then he's not, he can't shift enough because whatever. And it's now it's like, Nope, just push them all in three inches doesn't yeah. matter just close, closer to the unit yeah that so i think we'll get a little bit more people in combat because of that there was a lot of like really fiddly situations that like you're saying that i've run into in the past where where i i'm stuck between two models you know mm-hmm. i'm equally distant from two different models so i can't move at all because one way or the other i'm moving away from a model yeah that 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 you're talking about fixes that yep yeah so um, the, uh, yeah. And, and like, so right here, you know, with these guys too, 
what I've seen with the formation is you can, um, you can probably sacrifice maybe on those, like those guys in the, you know, like those, you know, a couple of guys in the second row, right in the middle, maybe they don't have to be there. Maybe you can kind of spread out a little bit and say like, I don't expect to lose uh, seven of the 10 guys. I only expect to lose maybe like, you know, like I'll have a move in there somewhere to try and get people back into coherency. Mm-hmm. I could see people sacrificing on those, those middle guys, maybe like right here, right? Like these two or these two and having those on the outside and allowing you to kind of spread out a little bit, knowing that when you take them off, you're going to be taking them off from the outsides over here and the outsides over here. And then really, you know, you only come into danger with that if you only have three guys left. Right. Yeah. But then at that point you've got less than five or you five or less, and that's not a problem. Yeah. So, um, definitely so a, a chance to, they're you not, know, you, they're not maximizing here with how much you could do. Right. Cause these guys in the back could go onto the outside and you right. could spread out wider if you wanted to. Yeah, definitely. With a one inch base, then it's, it's not a big of a problem as it would be if you're on a 32 millimeter base. Right. Uh, trying right, to get the those only, guys in. The, the only reason it comes into play is with those guys on the outside, they're not within two. Right. And then you kind of keep taking them off right one by one until you're down to five. But I think you just set up in a formation where you don't have to worry about the middle five, right? They're always going to be closest to two. If you're in a line, it's just once they come down from, you know, 10 to five, then you're okay. Yeah. And I'm sure there's times when, yeah, like you said, you know, you're going to be losing people anyway. You're right. So spread out, pile in around the outside and know you're just going to be pulling those guys off either way. Yeah. Um, you want me to keep moving? Yeah, go to um, the command points. Okay. Um, that's the next big thing. Page three. Right. So, so normal stuff here, re-rolls, yep. can't re-roll, re-roll, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, N- nothing new there. Right, nothing new. Um, the one thing here is contradictory effects. That's one thing that people are starting to kind of get a little weirded about. And I don't think this is going to be come into as much play as we think. It'll come in a little bit, I think, but I don't think it'll be as contradictory as people are are assuming right off the bat. And one of the things they talk about in the book is always strikes first and always strikes last. And they call that one out in particular later on. But yeah. that's the kind of contradictory effects that I, I don't see it coming up very often. Yeah. And... And, and some people are like, well, but you know, what happened if I, you know, I, I, I roll sixes and, and it says this and, and then, you know, and it's like, okay, well, is it modified or is it unmodified? Because those are two different triggers. And if you're just talking about rolls or re-rolls, like I was, I, I was listening to Warhammer weekly and they, the guy Vince, he like broke it down and, and, and the rule here for just anybody listening, not watching is like contradictory effects, um, when the effects of two or more abilities are contradictory, the last one that was applied takes precedence. And so um, that's kind of saying if two things are conflicting, the last one that was applied takes effect mm. over the other. And um, the uh, and and so I think you're we're going to find 
there's going to be a little bit of a, a learning curve for some of for some of the sequencing of events. Mm-hmm. But once everybody kind of gets that learning curve of the sequence of events, I think then it's going to be clear how like non-contradictory like it's going like something <laughs> yeah. are going to be. But I think we are going to find those those moments where it's like can't do that because if you do, I'm just going to take precedence and it's going to be a waste. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be interested to see when and where that actually comes up. I think there's going to be a lot of times where we like with all the new, new changes where we're going to have to decide how we double up just in case something doesn't go our way. Hmm. Because there's a lot of things that say like, you know, you can't, you know, like you can only use one command ability, but if you get issued two command abilities, then you should be able to decide which one you choose to use. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and, and things like that and, and, or the plus ones and the minus ones, you can't, you can't, you can't go beyond that. Like you, you could maybe still apply effects, but once things kind of get shifted around, it's like, well, maybe I'll, I'll hold on to giving myself another plus one because what if I get hit with a minus one, I need that extra plus one to still be as effective. You know what I mean? Cause it's not, I give myself a plus one and I can never get a plus one again. It's just in the end, you can't get more than a plus one. So if you come in and you give me a minus one and I give myself a plus one, I'm back to zero. I can still then give myself a plus one to be at plus one to hit. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Um, so say I have the ability to give you a minus one to hit. You have the ability right. to give yourself a plus one to hit. You're saying yeah. those don't cancel each other out. No, they do. Now I'm back to zero. I would want to maybe give, hold on to the ability to give myself the command ability to give me plus one to hit now. Right. Well, I think later on in the rules, if I understand them correctly, you can't um, double up your plus ones you can't double up a plus like you can't double up the same plus one effects right i think you can't double up plus ones mm. so i don't know if that yeah. would apply because you've already given yourself a plus one even though my minus one negated it right and i and i think it might be it comes out in the end what's the what's the total your unit can't have can't be more than plus one to hit or plus one to wound. So let's look at that here in a little bit. And I think, yeah, I think I we'll think see. That does come up later. Yeah. Did I skip over what you wanted to see? No. No, you not until page seven. The, uh, oh, page seven. Oh, okay, right here. Command points. Yeah. Starting command points is just up a, a little bit above there. Just above the four, 5.0. Uh, priority rule starting, starting command, command points, points. 4.1.1 yep. so, yeah so after determining uh who will take which turn the player who i'm trying to read it on your screen i can't read it on your screen. <laughs> <laughs> after determining who will take the first turn the player who will take the first turn receives one command point and the player who will take the second turn receives two command points that's something that didn't happen before not only did it not happen before not only did you not get one now you get two if you're going second instead of just getting one you didn't even get one before if it's talking about the first right. round of the game 
Right. And that's um, after determining who will take which turn. So that's yeah. even before the turn technically starts. You divide up who gets the um, the command points. Yeah. And so that happens right at the beginning, right? All of a sudden, the game the game just starts, and I'm going second, and I get two command points. Right. So if you had a, a battalion or, or spent the points to get an extra command point, you could be starting off the game with three, maybe four command points. Right. Yeah. And then um, an, another thing that comes up a little later, too, down here is um, you receive command points at the start of the battle round after um, that priority is discerned, right? In addition... In addition, if your general is on the battlefield at the start of the hero phase, you receive one command point. The hero phase, so not your hero the, phase. Not your, the hero phase. So that means if you have a general on the on the board, top of turn one, if you're going second, you still get an extra command point because it, it's the hero phase mm -hmm. and you have your general on the battlefield. So if you weather round one, you get to the next hero phase. Um, you could get another command point then too. You could be sitting on right. a lot of command points. Yeah. And then, you know, for the person who went first, you can think like, well, as long as my general survives, come hero phase, I'm going to get another command point for my opponent. So bottom around one, you know, you're going to get another command point going into the opponent's turn. I want to double check. Because they, there's something they say on page 17. I can, I can jump ahead. You don't have to scroll ahead to it. But talking about command points at the end of the battle round, all command points that have that players have remaining are lost, and a new battle round begins. So yeah. you've only got them for the battle round. Right. Uh, yeah. So you're gonna get a bunch, possibly. Mm -hmm. Better use them. Yeah, you got to use them. And I think that's what they their intent with this rule system. They give you so many opportunities to use command points. They definitely want to yeah. see a, a, a swift back and forth of different things triggering and activating. Right. Yeah, another, yeah. Another thing under using command abilities, your unit champions now have the ability to use command points. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how they get unit champions into everybody's armies. Right. Yeah, true. Because, uh, yeah, I, I can't think a of a unit off the top of my head that doesn't have some kind of unit champion. Uh, what about well, trolls? The, the trolls don't. Yeah, I was going to say the trolls don't. Yeah. So they they don't. But are they are they going to allow a, you know, are they going to give you a, a troll? Like, are they going to come out and just say, hey, every unit can choose one model to be their unit champion? Mm. Um, a bunch of a bunch of units say that like you can have a boss, right? Yeah, like which I think of... would. I wonder if that's. Are they going to start throwing that keyword around? Possibly unit, unit champion because it's not bolded on this page. Looking at right. it, right? Yeah, you're right. So it's not necessarily a keyword. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so maybe they'll have to clear that up. So yeah, like, are they going to give us a, a war scroll update to say, "Hey, for 
you know, this war scroll, this is the unit champion for this war scroll. This is the unit champion. Or is it just going to be a blanket? Like, yeah, if you don't you know, know, we're not going to tell you. <laughs> or, or, or they'll just say like, choose, choose one, you know, if, if your unit doesn't have a champion, choose one model to become the champion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I see. Like, Cause general, general isn't, isn't highlighted here either. And, and general isn't a keyword you'll find on a war scroll. Yeah. General is something you select when you're building your army. Right. So maybe they'll have you select unit champions when you, mm. when you build your army. Interesting. Yeah. Like if there was a, a virtual button to push to say, yes, I have a unit champion in this army. I, yeah. And, and I could see that being on like the war scroll builder or the, the app, mm-hmm. right? Like, selective you know toggle if if you've added your unit champion or something i mean i I don't see why you wouldn't but or maybe it's an upgrade maybe it'll be a blanket upgrade five points five points for a unit champion then it's just like even solidifying the the transition back to warhammer fantasy right because that (laughs) used to be an upgrade used to pay like five ten points to have a unit champion champion, a banner a musician yep so much of this is like this is Warhammer Fantasy 9.0. It's they're yeah. bringing back so many. There's lots of other things that come up that they're um, they're bringing back from that edition. Uh, that's I wonder been if lost. that's why they added fives on the end of a lot of the newer model points. Mm. Like a lot know. of the new, newer like Soulblight Gravelords end in fives. That's interesting because I can't think of a lot of units that do end in five, and I can't think of a time where I've had five points left over like i've never no. been at 1995 points it's always 2000 it's or 1990 yeah never been a five that's a yeah, really good point zeros we should be there's probably gonna be some exciting things coming out in this next general's handbook and the core book too that clarify yeah. a lot of this stuff that's just been hinted at here i think you're yeah. i think you're on to something there um yeah I, I would expect just to go back to like picking a unit champion. I would expect mm-hmm. some WYSIWYG. Uh, what you see is what you get for uh, for models on the table. Most of the battle line stuff you get have um, a model that's expected to be a unit champion. But I wonder right. if, like, if you've got something like the Trolls and you're saying, I paid for a unit champion upgrade, you've got to indicate somehow which one's the unit champion. That model should be just a tiny yeah. bit different so we can keep track and there's no clearly identified and yeah. i don't switch it like partway through the game like oh no oh, no who's no. <laughs> on this side that's yeah. it <laughs> yeah so yeah uh, unit agreed. champions totems also get to issue command points that's fun too yeah so totems like that's a thing a reason that that's a keyword on the war scroll now yeah, right <laughs> it's been there forever that hasn't really been a factor I don't know. So how does that work with like your your daughter's a cane uh, like statue guy? I guess the statue guy because you can take him on his own. He can issue yeah. command points now. I don't what's know. He, what's his name? The uh, Idol of Cain, I believe it's called. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can take him on his own, but he's not awake. He can't move or attack until a. A prayer wakes him up, or you get to the third battle round. Until that, until then, he's just immobile. 
but I, I don't know if there's anything on there that says you can't issue command points with him. Right. Right. So you just got this like, like, isn't he just like out like this or something? <laughs> yeah. His arm, he's like a scarecrow, except he's holding a heart and a sword. Something like this, maybe. No, he's got, yeah, sword way outstretched, heart way outstretched. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So he's definitely just like, uh, yeah. no battle shock. No battle shark. <laughs> Stay in, guys. <laughs> but he's like doing it without moving his lips. Yeah. So oil can. He's really good. He's really good at that. So yeah, um, commandability another stuff. Interesting thing is they specify that uh, a model issues a command, and a and a friendly unit receives the command, and then later on they talk about the unit using the command. Oh, that's interesting. So they just specify here that when you do use a command ability, right, when you're using the command ability, um, you must spend a command point. And then you pick a friendly model to issue the command, and you pick a friendly unit to receive the command. So I wonder, and they have it in bold. Yeah. I think later it talks about specifying that you can you can only like issue one command per per model uh, or per unit, and you can only use a command per unit or like receive a command, right? Right. Here it is. A model cannot issue more than one command in the same phase, and a unit cannot receive more than one well, command that's too in bad. the same phase. It doesn't give you much opportunity to stack stuff. No, not at all. Your secret tech is kind of limited. There's still right. there's more people that can issue commands. Correct. But, yeah, only one person. If your unit receives one command, they can't receive additional commands. That's too bad. Right. Yeah. So, and, it, and, and what I heard was, like, what you'll notice later is the command abilities don't have ranges on them, like mm -hmm. the ones in our battle tomes do, because the ranges are, are fixed here, right? 18 inches from the general notum. Um, so it sounds like maybe that's like a, a design thing going forward is they're going to, you know, just rely on maybe this more. If you don't see it, if you don't see that there's a, a, a distance to it. Yeah. There's not something if already issued by somebody else. They have to be within range. Yeah. Which we're kind of used to. I mean, yeah, already most of the stuff 2.0. But we to get be it within buff already. Or it was only six inches before. Oh yeah, and now it's twelve. So that's good. So it's a smaller board, but it's like longer commandability. <laughs> it's. I'm looking forward to getting some games in and trying these things out. Yeah. Yeah, I can talk about how I know it all along, but once I get into the game, I'm going to be like, oh, dang it, I forgot. I'm supposed to be able to do that. And <laughs> Can I go back and do that real quick? I'm going to be doing that for probably the first two months. <laughs> yeah, can I do that real, real <laughs> let quick? me do that over again. <laughs> so Hero Phase, um, before the heroic action stuff, they this is the first time they mentioned that priests can uh, banish invocations and they can dispel endless spells. This is a new thing. Right. 
which is really cool. It makes priests way more valuable than they have. Right. Been. So I'm, I'm sure the points on the priests that are out there, those points are going to go way up. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are going to be more valuable. Do you have any priests yeah. available to in, in your armies? Daughters of Cain have the hag queens and the slaughter queens. They're all priests. So they uh, okay. they can do prayers and invocations. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and then for the... Uh, the Iron Jaws, it's the uh, War Chanter. War Chanter is a priest. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think for the cities, the uh, Rune Lord is a priest. So that's going to be nice. Yeah. He's already really important. It just makes him like doubly important. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it makes the other Duarden heroes even more or less important. <laughs> what about the, the KO don't have any priests no they don't have any wizards and they don't have any priests so mm -hmm. if you do brock thring then you'll have to you can maybe bring one in like a rune lord or like a battlesmith maybe yeah maybe he's a totem he's one of the two who is it uh, uh in the ko that can uh unbind spells so the navigator can unbind but he's not a priest he's not a keyword he doesn't have yeah. a keyword priest i wonder if he'll like they might give them an FAQ to let them do invocations. Yeah. Cause I think in their lore, they don't believe in gods anymore. Yeah. And so, um, I don't, they, they didn't, they didn't go religious or magic. -y, yeah. You know, they, they harness the magic in the spell in a bottle. But I think that's just cause you know, yeah, they they're capturing it. it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they captured it. And uh, and then there's the the skyport that allows all of your heroes to unbind like a wizard would unbind. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but yeah, and now um, you know some people are saying that that skyport's going to be even more important because you can unbind like a wizard, and then all your heroes can do these heroic actions, and it's just going to be a lot of a lot of a lot of fun stuff for them to be able to do. There's a lot of stuff going on. So like you said, you mentioned the heroic actions. These are just free. Yeah, you just decide. You just can do one, right? Yeah. You can carry out one heroic action with one friendly hero. Yeah. So if you've got four heroes, you can do one of each of these heroic actions. Okay. Because it's not... It's not limited to your army. You can only do one heroic action per turn, I don't think. Mm. Start yeah. of the, it has to happen at the start of the hero phase. You can carry out one heroic action with one friendly hero. So am I reading that wrong? Is it saying you can only do one heroic action with one hero? Or is it one hero can do one heroic action? And if you've got four heroes, you can do four heroic actions. How do you yeah. interpret the way it's written? Because I can see both sides. It it sounds to me like it you can carry out one. Yeah. With one. So it would say like if it was all all your heroes, it would say you can carry out one heroic action from the table below with all friendly heroes.
because yeah. right now it, it it feels like you can carry out one heroic action with one hero. Yeah, I think you're I, right. I would argue once you've done one, I'd be you're like, done. well, now you're doing a second one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think it's pretty interesting because it kind of gives heroes that, oh yeah, for those armies that don't have a hero phase, like KO, unless your ships are hurt, you're not really doing anything. You're not mm-hmm. really trying to fix your ships. You know, uh, you're not casting any spells except for that first time with the spell in a bottle. You know, you're you're just you know you're yeah your your chemist has given a buff to a unit close by but and if you have a navigator you're you're flying you're trying to stop the flyers from from flying right yeah that one i love to cast on marathi the ether storm make her half move with the <laughs> well, three mortal wounds you're right the ko needed some help they do they need a lot of help <laughs> they need a lot of help so they're, so they're way down in the meta right now the ko needs some help yeah yeah so uh but um, I mean, that's just talking about all the, that's all the army can do with the hero phase. Whereas now it's like, okay, now there's a little bit extra you can do, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that they did it for free when they're delving out command points all of a sudden. So right. That's interesting. Exactly. It is an interesting, here you go. Yep. So, Maybe we'll see some stuff later on where they'll say like, if you you know like, certain abilities now that they can build into y- units now are maybe heroic actions or yeah, something like that. They maybe get, that's like a new thing we might see in other units coming out. Yeah, instead of doing a heroic action from the core rules, you can do this heroic action, something along those lines. Yeah, or like, or like wizard, battle they tone say. specific heroic actions. Yeah. That, that'll be fun. So if you scroll down a little bit more on this page, you get to the command ability rally. Mm. So this is a new one. Yeah, which is kind of like summoning. It is summoning. It is absolutely summoning. You can, from any unit, doesn't have to be undead or demons or anything. Any unit that's missing models, you can use this command ability to try and bring back slain models if you roll a six. Right. So and we'll, it's a dice for each slain model. Yeah. So you take that 30 block of iron drakes that you just spent all turn <laughs> trying to dwindle down. You get them down to 15. All right, here I go. Can I bring some back, you know, just in time to be able to shoot again? Cause it's in your hero phase. Yeah. I'm glad it's in the hero phase. Um, not at like at after battle shock or something like that. Uh, because that's when you're mo- most of the time, that's when you're contesting objectives for objectives. Yeah. yeah. So it does kind of make you wait until the next turn. It's like you did the work, you took them off the objective. You deserve the point. Yeah. But I might just come right back. Right. Afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. On a six up, you're bringing back. Uh, and I think it's interesting they say slain models. Um, yeah. At the shout of command, injured warriors stagger back to their feet 
and prepare to fight once more. I like that wording. Yeah. So is there a difference? Like, it'll be interesting to note if we can remember this later on for the battle shock. Are they considered slain? I think they're counted considered slain. Yeah. Okay. So this is pretty much anybody that's remo- been removed. Yeah, whether they've been killed or battle shocked. Right. Coherency. Yeah. So you don't have to sit there and like hold to the side like oh, these guys have been slain, but these guys have been like, you know, battle shocked, punished or something. <laughs> <laughs> some some new word they come up with. There's a really odd thing here. The normal move retreat run. As far as I can tell, none of this has changed for the movement phase. But mm-hmm. there's something weird that they do on the next page. These, well, redeploy is new. Well, what one real quick is you can't you can't run and you can't run while retreating. I was looking at that. It doesn't. Did it say that before? I think before you could you could. Retreat was counted as a normal move. Mm. Instead of a different normal move, retreat, run. Yeah. 2.0 was like 10 years ago, it feels like. So I don't know. I, know. <laughs> I just remember I remember doing it. I don't remember it specifically saying you could or couldn't. Yeah. So I think you could run, and, you know, um, and, uh, and now. Yeah, it definitely it specifically says, says what's on the war scroll. Yeah, right. you're right. Yeah, that's pretty clear. Um, so you get at the double, right? Yeah. Go six. It says instead six is added to the unit's move characteristic. Instead okay. of the roll, yeah. Right. And then redeploy. So this yeah. is a new one. Yes. It's kind of like taking a little bit of the good stuff that like the orc warclans get, you know, yeah. where at the end of a phase you get to move D6. Now it's like... Kind of like before, like a little bit of summoning when you never got summoning. Now it's like a little bit of that extra movement when you were always just never moving. Yeah. <laughs> Which if you think about it, you've got this battle that's like all of a sudden the board's smaller. You know, we really haven't changed any of the the ranges of shooting and all that kind of stuff. Like people are still moving and charging and all that kind of, and, and they're going to get into combat really fast. Yeah. Well, this is, it's gonna this be redeploy. Nice. Yeah. This is definitely great for a, a shooting army that you've got someone who's just moved into charge range and you can spend this command ability redeploy to move back a few inches. Right. Make that charge a little longer. Right. Granted, you could roll a one. You could, but, but you got lots it's of command points when you're like, I need six. I just need six, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and who knows, maybe it, it, it pushes you back. So there's like some fun gameplay stuff here. It's like if somebody too hastily uses it, they could run off an objective. Yeah. Um, or if, you know, they're kind of buffing against an objective and they're kind of making, they're going to kind of do a feint, right? Like, Ooh, here I am you charge me. Oh, here I go. You know, then maybe they can try to jump back onto an objective, make it even harder for you. I, I don't yeah. know. Who knows? We may not see the right tactics until, until we play. A few until, games. Yeah. Until someone gets really fancy with it. Yeah. Right. So we'll have that kind of two month period where like nobody really knows what they're doing yet. Yeah. And then, 
and then and, and it'll feel like really kind of like even and then all of a sudden <laughs> like after a couple months and like all the all the really like fancy players will just be like way up here again you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and, I, and, I, and i'll still be like oh, well, oh shoot can i can i go back and do that again <laughs> <laughs> so read that part where it says unit coherency okay how do you want me to read it uh in your fancy voice oh okay after you have moved all the models in a unit, it must be coherent. See 1.3.3. If it is impossible for a unit to be coherent after it has moved, you cannot move that unit. So is a pile-in a move? Um... So, like, are you able to kind of pile in out of coherency yeah. and just know that you're going to lose those guys later, but it's okay because you're going to get the extra attacks in? Yeah. Does this unit coherency rule apply to pile-ins? Um, hmm. Because in the game we played last week, uh, you were well, you were taking models off creating incoherency which right. is different it was right but if i were to which we talked like, about that and we thought that that was okay yeah i think i still think that's okay and you could take them out of the middle and then just at the end no you're gonna lose half fight. of them yeah right which but i i knew i was gonna lose them all anyway yeah that wasn't necessarily moving them right this is different a unit coherency yeah i, I don't know if because if I'm thinking I'm going to lose everything in my, in the unit anyway, um, just spread them out as far as you can. Yeah. If I've got a unit of 30 witch elves, I want to spread like wrap all the way around some big monster. Uh, can I do that move? Mm. If, if I'm going to break the two to one coherency. Yeah. That's a good question. Let me just pop down real quick to the pile in. There it is. You can move a model making a pile in move. So yeah, when you make a pilot move, it's not highlighted, but it uses the word twice, three times. Um, I would say that you'd have to keep them in coherency. I would think so. On what I read here. Yeah. Just because they use the word move. Yeah. So here's an odd one. I don't know why okay. they felt they needed to do it, but section 9.2 remaining stationary. Okay. I don't know why they felt the need to, to call that out, but they put the keyword in there stationary. I don't know where it gets used now, but maybe mm-hmm. that's something that's coming in the future that you can say, well, this, this unit remains stationary. So they get X benefit. Yeah. That could be like something in the future. Yeah. I know there's there's units that say if you haven't moved, like right. you can fire twice or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But that doesn't say stationary. It doesn't have the stationary keyword. Right. So maybe they're just trying to say, like, instead of saying if you have not moved, like trying to take away any sort of discrepancy, it's just saying if, if the model remains stationary or something. I bet we're going to see a, a new faction it's going to come up somewhere 
Yeah. Um, maybe there's new battle plans that say, you know, if if you're on an objective and you have remained stationary, that you get mm-hmm. X extra, an extra victory point, something along yeah. those lines. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So, um, lookout search changed just slightly. Uh, I think it's down on the next page. Real quick. Oh, yeah. Remember that thought. I just remember it because of this picture. I thought this was a weird picture. Yeah. Because they talk about, right, tracing a path. Yeah. Making a move. Uh, and the the model is going right through the, the terrain piece. <laughs> and this this image, yeah. And so he drew, they drew the path, they do it. And I was waiting to like read somewhere that like you measure from like the closest point of the model and one millimeter wide, you trace it. And if he can do it, he can move around stuff or whatever. Like he doesn't have to worry about like doing a little like, yeah. Cause if you were going to just slide the base, you couldn't make that move that they make in the picture. Correct. And then I think they actually address that down below somewhere that like when you're moving across terrain or around terrain, you've got to measure around it. Yeah. Or go over it. Like if any part of the the model, like the base touches the terrain, you have to like, I don't know. It's, it's somewhere in here. Yeah. That seems it, like a mistake. Like I was, yeah. It was just a bad example. I just felt it was a bad example. Yeah. I agree to with you put right there as an example <laughs> that's funny but what were you gonna say Hopefully oh I uh no i didn't lose my train of thought i didn't notice anything else um jumping down from terrain features that's a new expression you oh used, yeah you're right you yep. used to measure measure up and measure down they didn't specifically say jumping down off terrain right. features and i don't know if it necessarily gives you anything extra Right. Yeah, it's not like there's a jumping keyword or something like that. If it said right. like, if it said something like, you only have to measure half the distance down because you're jumping. I, I it doesn't say anything like that. It does. Yeah, which I was expecting when, like, you're right. When I when I started reading that, I was like, jumping down from terrain features. All right, here we <laughs> go. Do I just get to jump and not get penalized for it? And they were like, no, you measure and then you move. And it's like, oh. <laughs> That's the okay. same thing. Yeah, that's the same thing. So maybe maybe we'll see it later on somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the flying part is interesting because I think this is slightly different. Before, remember from 2.0 10 years ago, like if you flew, you would just move the horizontal distance. Yeah. And which is correct if unless you land on a terrain feature – here you have to um you measure in the example here like they say you measure from the ground up to the terrain feature does it say that and it says um in addition when a model that can fly starts or finishes a move on a terrain feature instead of tracing its move across the battlefield you can trace it through the air as shown in the diagram below. So does that mean 
it doesn't look like they traced it through the air. Right. Right. Or I, like, I, like you'd actually I, string, I, I a, a, you'd string the measuring tape up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you would have to, you wouldn't just measure to the base of the terrain feature and then put the model on top of the terrain feature. You would measure the measuring tape up to where they're going to land. Right. It, it, yeah, it says instead of tracing it, it's move across the battlefield, right? Where it goes three inches and then up three inches and then over to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah right. It, it's just, it's through the air, but in the diet, they say as shown in the diagram below, um, it looks like in the diagram they're, they're, they're just, they're don't, they're, they're stretching it from the ground up. Yeah. I would think it would be from horizontally over. Yeah. I think that's the way we've only, played it before. Right. And only because right before that, it says you can ignore other models and terrain features when you trace the path of its move across the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So that means if I've got like a, of two foot terrain feature and I move five inches, you can just ignore it. I, you can just ignore it if if you make it all the way across. Yeah. But if you don't, if you want to land on the terrain feature, you trace it through the air. Yeah. You got to get to you got to move 24 inches in order to get to the top. Yeah. I mean, I, you would just go through it. But what if you wanted to be on the terrain feature? Because it looks cool. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just weird that you can go through it, but you can't land on it. Yeah, that seems odd. It's a, an odd change. Or maybe it was like yeah. that this I mean, whole if time. Yeah, I mean, if you had to move, you could it. land on it. Yeah. But if it's too tall, then you might not be able to land on it. It's interesting. Anyway. So, shooting phase, the change to the lookout, sir. Um, I think otherwise, shooting attacks, you correct me if I'm wrong, I think shooting attacks stay pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But lookout, sir, change and it's just one thing that uh, you can't look at, sir, a hero that's a wounds characteristic of ten or more. Right. So it's no longer the monster keyword. Yeah. It's whether you're your wound ten count. wounds or more. And they and that comes up a lot. They they use that ten uh, characteristic of ten or more wounds. They that comes up a lot throughout the rest mm-hmm. of the the rules where they they want to separate those. Right. Right. Um, And that's good. And that's good news for you, right? No. (laughs) No, because I played Daughters of Cain in the Cauldron of Blood. I know. I was getting the lookouts there all the time, which was great. Now you can't get it anymore. Yeah. No. Trying to always decide whether it was worth, as KO, do I move in and do I shoot all your witches or do I shoot your cauldron so you don't get the buffs? And then it's always like, well, it's minus one. I'm like, oh, I want to get minus one. Like, oh. <laughs> now it's like, oh, maybe. Hey, hey yeah, might but, as well go for the cauldron. Hey, no more lookouts, sir. Oh, it's a little bada bing, bada boom. Shoot him <laughs> up the board. Charge, I think, stayed the same. Yep. Charge phase command abilities. There's a new one there that I'm sure you like too. Dun, dun, dun. I know this is just a good page for me, honestly. <laughs> Unleash hell. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, obviously it's the old stand and shoot rule from Eighth Edition Warhammer Fantasy. 
uh, but they call it Unleash Hell instead of Stand and Shoot. It sounds a little better. I yeah, think. it's nice. Unleash Hell. Unleash Hell. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. stand and shoot. So this is interesting, too, because it's not necessarily the charged unit. Yeah. It's a unit that's within nine inches um, of the unit that's charged. So you could have kind of like a sort of a, like a defensive buffer where you got like a line of, of guys and then a unit behind them. Yeah, you and could have that in show. You have your battle line spearmen or whatever out front. Have yeah. your have your crossbows right behind them. Yeah. And so when your spearmen get charged, you can unleash hell, shoot at everybody that's coming near them. Right. Uh, but there's that trick where, uh, as long as there isn't another unit within three within inches, three. Um, yeah. enemy unit within three inches. Yeah. Which is key because now you're going to be like, well, before I was just going to charge this model in there or this unit, but now you may not want to get unleashed upon. Yeah. And so you'll charge with the not so good unit. And all you got to do is just get one model like right there. Pink. Yeah. One model uh, within three. And it's not models that are within that are outside of three, it's the unit. So yeah. all you got to do is get it is, is get a model in there to tag another one of your models yeah. in three and that whole unit can't shoot. So, you know, which is key too. like, you don't want to be super spread out because if you're super spread out, then, you know, you could possibly be, you know, closer to lots of other enemy models. It's going to force your shooting group to stay close. Mm-hmm. And, um, or else I'll just charge you down here. Right. Or, or whatever. So, um, it's a great ability and it's really fun to see it coming back into the game after so many years. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I was just thinking about it with my, with my hurricaneum. it's shooting attack. Although it doesn't follow the, to hit, to wound rolls, it's still a missile weapon. So it still has a shooting profile. Hmm. Um, which in the rule here for Unleash Hell, you must subtract one from hit rolls for its attacks and it can only target the unit that made the charge move. Okay. But the Hurricaneum doesn't roll to hit. It just, it just shoots. It says instead of rolling to hit and to wound on a two up or you, you reference the, the, you know, the value in the bracket and, if it's a two, you know, it starts at a two up. So in a two up, you're hitting and doing D3 mortal wounds on each one. So that one's nice. So I think I'm going to actually enjoy unleashing hell from the Hurricaneum. <laughs> so, uh, so combat phase. Um, fight. And so let's talk about this for just a second. The, the fight or pass option here okay have you ever passed uh by force i've i've had to pass how so um like if i don't have anybody in the in the last one i think if if i didn't have anybody to fight with i pass yeah 
like once I'm done fighting with my model or my units, I pass. So the only time this would really come up is if, yeah, you, um, you haven't, you don't have anybody to fight with. Or if you, um, you, yeah. Uh, when I was reading this, I was thinking I was reading it for some interesting specifics because I wanted to make because I think in 2.0 there was something about whether if you passed, like you wouldn't be able to fight mm. anymore that round. I could so, see if you if you passed and then you pass to me, I pile in, mm-hmm. but when I pile in, I exactly yeah I drag. So some now guys in. if I pass because I don't have anybody to fight with. Mm-hmm. You okay? I'm gonna fight with these guys. They pile in, and now all of a sudden you're within three inches. I can now say, "Oh, now now I choose to fight with these guys." But it does give you the ability to say, "No, I pass." After I pass, and then the the combat's over. Because mm-hmm. you may be like, "I don't want to pile in and bring those guys in." There's right. no way I can do that. So I'm gonna pass. So that would right. be the reason to pass. Yeah. It says if you're in combat range, you have to fight. You have to fight, but you don't have to pile in. Yeah. Because when you go read pile in, it says you can move model, making a pile in move up yeah. to three. So I can just choose to not pile in. And then if my guys aren't in range, they can't attack. But if they are in range, they have to attack. Yeah. Which is interesting. It is. I don't know if that was, maybe that was in the last one, but it seemed like very intentional here yes i I think it was in the last one but i i don't think it was clear there were a couple games where it came up where particularly since i've got the dars that came with the bladed bucklers i Uh want i want you to pile in and try to hit me so i've got a chance to do a mortal wound um but yeah if you you don't have to pile in right like if if a prime example would be like oh i'm in range already just based on the charge because mm. I had to get, I had to charge in and move everybody the max distance or however far it was to get on to the objective. Yeah. Then it's like, if I fight, I might, I might lose somebody. And then that, and then I, I don't have the right. Like I yeah. don't have the objective anymore. So, it, you know, like there would be those times where it's like, yeah. I, I, I don't want to fight because I'm already up a model. If I lose a model, eh, I'm done, you know? Yeah. But now it's like, nope. Or maybe, and that you're right. It was a debate before. Maybe it was clear, but it was, you're, you're right. There were some times that it was debated. Yeah. And now it's, it feels very intentional. Yeah. Very clear. So you already mentioned the change to the pile in. That it doesn't have to be the closest model. It's the closest unit. Yep. And this is where they go into. I think it's a great change. Are you change. a fan of it? I'm a fan. Are you a fan of it? Yeah, I'm absolutely okay. a fan. I, I think it. Um, I think it still gives you the freedom to pull some shenanigans, and when you do pile in, pile in, you know, around the closest unit, so you can fight the unit behind it. Mm. I think it gives you more opportunity to do those those kind of movement shenanigans, which I like trying to do, trying to trying to sneak in and around to get to those, you know, get, get through the chaff to get to the wheat. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I found the, there were some shenanigans, right. Where you like 
lock two model two mm. two of your models onto the opponents and it's like well now he's equidistant from each one because they're both touching yeah and you can't move away from either one because they're both the closest yeah right and there's yeah. that like lock move and it's like oh, can't do it and then it's like oh but i wanted to move him so i could get another <laughs> guy in there you know yeah. it's like nope now you can just shift to get all your guys in i want to get all my trogs in you know what i mean i don't want anybody to lock my trogs and then not allow my guys <laughs> to swing yeah so um there's this whole section next on strike first and strike last effects where they get they get very specific about like i didn't think strike first and strike last needed this much clarification but apparently it did <laughs> yeah oh attacking this this got really interesting for me i don't think this was around before uh, when attacking making your to hit rolls ones always fail and sixes always succeed that i think is a, a change i don't think we've ever had that before which if i had if i had a hero with a a two up to hit and i even if i gave him a plus one to hit i roll that one on the die the one automatically fails after rerolls, yeah. but and before modifiers, the ones automatically fail. Right. Same with sixes automatically hitting. Yeah. So sixes auto hits. You can't. You can't. You can't stack and make me not be able to hit. Yeah. Sixes always hit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So to hit and to wound rolls, I I think that's interesting. That's that's a change as far as I know. That's a change to previous editions. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I quite remember. Um, um, yeah, I skipped all the stuff about combined att picking attacks. This whole page I skipped because I don't think there's anything new here. I don't think it's anything until you get to the to hit roll on the next page. Yeah. I think this was all the same as well. Yeah. Um, kind of that typical combine your attacks with the same profile. Yeah. Try to speed it up. Don't be like that guy with the unit of brutes that has a different <laughs> I know. profile for each, no, I have, for each model. I have such a love-hate relationship with the brutes because I love how they look. I, I love their aesthetic. But I just find them, they, they're not tough enough for how they look. And they don't, they've got such a weird weapon profile. I feel like it all, with five models, I feel like it takes a really long time to get through all their attacks. Yeah. They're like the poster child of the of the of, of that army. Yeah, yeah. And then and yet they never survive longer. <laughs> no. Than the Ard Boys or the Gorgrentas or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd much rather have three Gorgrentas than five brutes, which is a shame. Uh, so yeah, here's where I was talking about on uh, was that page page fifteen that we're up to now. Do you have a t-shirt collection? I do. Do you need more t-shirts? More than there are days in the year. Get your Orlando t-shirt. Support the show. Support us. We will love you for it forever. Link in the show notes. Go search them right now. You're not doing anything else. What are you doing right now? Are you doing anything important? No. So go look at the show notes. <laughs> So, um, this is where it mentions that 
if the roll equals or beats the attacking weapons to hit characteristic, yep, it scores a hit. You must make a wound roll. Uh, if, if not, the attack fails, the sequence ends. An unmodified hit roll of one always fails. An unmodified hit roll of six always hits. A hit roll cannot be modified by more than plus one or minus one. So I think this is where people, this is where I was watching the Warhammer Weekly stream earlier and the guy did this, Vince Venturella or something. Mm -hmm. He, he did this breakdown that was like, this is what the attack sequence is. And he, he had like five steps to it. It was like, you roll, then you, um, re that you do your roll, you do your re-roll, you, account for unmodified this or that you apply modifiers and then you you have your modified role in the end and then that's when so and and he did this whole thing and it was like it was about something else but i was like you know i'm torn because he makes a good point about these different attack sequences. He was talking about triggers where it says later about like triggers, you know, you can't have like whenever two things are triggered at the same time, right? Like you decide which one prevails or whatever. And, and I was like, okay, so he's broken it down to all these different, different triggers. And I'm like, why wasn't that in the book? <laughs> yeah. If you need to explain it, why not? Why didn't you like, explain if it's it? so detailed, right? Like that was a pretty, it's very specific explanation for something that's not here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is that supposed to be assumed? Because that was pretty specific for a very, you know, to that, that's a pretty high assumption for a very specific explanation. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where people are saying a hit roll cannot be modified by more than plus one or minus one. So if I come in with a plus one to hit and you come in with a minus one to hit on me. Yeah. This is what I was talking if about. If I before. apply modifiers, I'm back to zero. So the hit roll has technically not been modified by more than plus one or minus one. It's at zero. So then would I at that moment, you know, be able to to have another modifier take over as my plus one? I'm not sure if there's even an opportunity to do that. You know, I'm sure there's some some shenanigans out there on different war scrolls and different command abilities. Well, yeah. So it would be like you have a war scroll ability that says, you know, plus one to hit. Because mm-hmm. I've got that on my grots, for example. And it's like, okay, here's a, a plus one to hit for having like – 15 or more models or 10 or more models or something like that. Right. Yeah. And then if I use the command ability down below all out attack, that gives me another added one to hit. Yeah. So if I know I'm going to be at a minus one because maybe I'm shooting at Nurgle or something, Nurgle, right. And I'm at minus one to hit. 
well, that negates my plus one to hit on the war scroll. Now I give them the command ability to give me another plus one. So now I'm I'm net plus one to hit. That's the argument. I I I I'm leaning the other direction because you're modifying it with a plus one. So it cannot be modified more than a plus one. I'm modifying it a negative one. Mm-hmm. And now we're back to zero. But right. we, we both modified it already. Yeah. Like, I, is it a, is it a, right. Cause there's, there's nothing here that says, um, it well, is there something here? Cause I don't know. I'm asking this because I, I've only read this rule set once, but is there something here that says, you know, a plus one and a minus one negate each other? Yeah. They, well, they, they do, right? Yeah. Can you, can you then add in this other command ability to add a plus one back? Right. Are, are they trying to say no? You can never give them a plus two. I yeah, like I think what they're what I think what they're saying here is you can't have. Um, I'm kind of indifferent. I could go either way because either way to me is either way for everyone. Yeah. Um, and so it just needs to be understood because I wouldn't want to play one game in a tournament where it's like no 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 modifiers. And then you play another game in the tournament and it's like, oh, no, no, you can do it. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that's that would have gotten me something over here or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it, it has to be the same for me. It, to me, it has to be the same. Playing um, like playing other games. I think it makes sense to me that it should play the way you're describing it. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't tell from the rules if that's what their expectation is. Yeah. It makes sense to me that you should be able to, all right, I give him a plus one. You gave him a minus one. So we're back to zero. So I want to give it another plus one again because I have the, the option to do that. That makes right. sense to me that there could be that back and forth exchange. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, I think you're right. I think it needs some clarification. Cause it, it for sure down here where it says like, uh, like I know for sure, like on one of the Grotz War Scrolls, it says you can, if if you've got thirty or more models, you get a plus two or it adds two. Yeah. Um. So, I guess there would be the question. So one, no, it's it's downgraded to one, and then I'm going my one against your minus one, and is that a zero or is it I've got my plus two and you've got your minus one? And now I'm at a plus one. Well, I think it would depend on the activation order, but I think, yeah, I think, I think that plus two is, is just going away. It's not going to be an yeah, option. So anymore. I think here, this is a, where it says like, this is an exception to the principle that abilities take precedent over core rules. Right. Yeah. Cause there's always this, like if it says it in the battle tome or whatever, or yeah, it on the word, reference. it takes, it takes precedence here. It's saying, uh, uh-uh. yeah. So, I think, yeah, you're right. It would be nice to get clarity on that. Plus one, minus one. Yeah. Is that net or is that like, um, you know, gross, <laughs> gross or net, right? I don't yeah. Know. Uh, but yeah, so the command abilities changed here, right? Did they? A lot of attack. Yeah, it's add one. It's not re-roll one. It used to be re-roll ones. Oh, okay. Now add add one, one to hit rolls. 
Yep. And I think they did that. Like if you were to ask me in 2.0, I would have said I would have rathered a, a plus one to, to hit. Right. Yeah. But here they're making it, it, it seems like, so when I saw this, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is great. But I think what it, it, it hurts is like, um, when people would get like two up, two up, you know, like two up to hit re-rolling ones, yeah. right? You can't do that anymore. Now it's just two up and you can't go beyond that. So, um, there used to be a lot of re-roll ones to hit because of the command ability. Yeah. And now you can't do it. Yeah. Which is nice. And, 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 uh, because I think it, it just helps, it helps keep that like, nobody that negative play experience, I think is what yeah. it is. It really, what I think these rules are doing is they're trying to control the negative play experience. Cause it's, it's no fun going up against, a block of iron drakes that shoot twice. They get two up to hit reroll ones. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, that's a lot. Uh, you know, my 20 iron drakes now just did 40 damage <laughs> or, you know, like they hit 40 times. Right. Yeah. And then, and then they, they, they would get plus one to wound. And so they would be at two up to wound. And then the long beards make them reroll ones to wound. So it's two up, two up rerolling ones on both. Right. And it's just like, Four, you know 20 sh- you know whatever 40 shots turns turns into 40 damage yeah <laughs> easily yeah yeah i think you're right that's a good call uh and then plus one to save which again to me the same thing it's really nice i would have wanted that um i think for like my boats and all that kind of stuff like people trying to come in and shoot my boats down for ko yeah give me plus one to save yeah want that um, but what this does is like some of those really tanky heroes that get like to two up save. Yeah. Like, you know, or like, uh, uh, Deepkin, like they would stack all these plus ones to save and then they would give them the reroll ones to save command ability mm-hmm. and they would be two up save reroll ones. They never die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, they never die. So this is like, nope, you got to stop. Ones always fell. And then they're just trying to make it harder to reroll those ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it. I hope it I hope it plays um I hope everybody likes the, the smoother gameplay that you're describing. Yeah. Sorry, I got on a rant there. No, it's all good. Um uh, next page 16. Look at that top right there. Wards wards baby they're bringing back nope. eighth edition no more like do i call it after save do i call it feel no pain do i call it a <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's a ward save we're back to calling it a ward save again yeah um yeah which which is awesome that they they brought that back even even the layout like the design of this book reminds me of eighth edition you know like the coloring of eighth edition I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if GW has just hired enough people now that uh, used to play Eighth Edition, <laughs> and they've like like spies. They've like infested Games Workshop, and now they're recreating Eighth Edition, bringing it back from the dead. Right. <laughs> uh, 
they're they've like infiltrated and they're it's they're they're uh the eighth edition fanboys bringing it yeah. back <laughs> Uh, the next one um, I wanted to talk about was um, page seventeen when they talk about the command points going away, um, which which we already discussed at the end of the battle round. Any command points you haven't spent go away. Um, page eighteen, talking about cover. So real quick, yeah. right before we move on from here, this is where I wanted to look. So up here it said slain. Yeah. Once the number of wounds allocated to a model equals its wound characteristics, the model is slain. Yeah. But then you come down here to battle shock, and it says flee. Hmm. If a slain model is returned to its unit in the same turn that it is slain, it still counts as having been slain in the battle round for the purposes of battle shock tests, which is key. This is a this is a good clarification, I think. If you do all that work, and then they bring all those models back, like they should still, they, there should still be a penalty. That's going to make it tough to keep track of, I think. It is, and it's going to also make it tough to track if this isn't counted as being slain. When you then go to the next turn and say how many were slain from the unit, you have to have two separate piles. You know, so, like, I mean, is it possible that you can wipe out most of a unit with Battleshock, for example, and then you can't get them back because they weren't slain, they fled? And what about the coherency rule, then? Do the... You see, you, you break your unit out of coherency, you lose all those models for coherency. Were they slain or did they flee? Because it happens yeah. in the Battleshock phase. Right, it says here, if a friendly unit is not coherent, you must remove models in the unit from play one at a time until it's coherent. And then until doesn't say, it coherent. doesn't say flee or slain. Right. And up here, it says, um, yeah. It is slain. You cannot allocate any more wounds to it. A slain model is removed from play. So is there a, an argument to be had? A slain model is removed from play. So this, this reference is 1.2.2. Do you have the rules in front of you? Back yeah, at I'm looking it up. Because it, maybe it says every model that has been removed from play is considered slain or something. You said it's 1.2.2? Yeah. What does 1.2.2 say? 1.2 says models. It's not. Is there a is there a point two? No. Oh no! There's like secret rules. We don't know. Here we go. Rally. Oh. Yeah, it says slain. Roll one dice for each slain model from that unit. For each six, you can return one slain model to that unit. Ah, so unfortunately, we're gonna have to keep track of battle shock 
deaths versus like and coherency tests. Yeah, because coherency isn't. Uh, they didn't flee. Oh, they, they weren't removed. slain. They were just removed. Right. So I've, if I've got a battle where I've got my thirty block of infantry, I lose ten slain, uh-huh. and then I lose another odd number battle shock, and I break coherency. And then I have to take some more models off. Where do I put the models that didn't flee and weren't slain? Right. Do I put them with the slain or do I put them with the ones that, that fled? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say that here. It doesn't say which way. That's where you do the, my bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oh, I don't remember which is which. I don't. Uh, they're all in one pile now. Whoops. Yep. Yeah. Oops. The daisy. Well, let me roll sixes <laughs> for all those. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. So that 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 seems a little a little messy right there. It's definitely messy. They. I think that was a mistake putting flee. And not slain. Yeah. Maybe something else references flee, but I'd like to see something that says any model removed from play is considered slain. Yeah. Yeah, because I think there's someone else with uh, reserve units. I think they say if they fail to come on the board by round four, by round four, the count is slain. Right. I wonder if I wonder if there's scenarios where uh, victory points come from slain and not flee. If you're like, if you're like for a minor victory, you're, you're tied. Um, you're tied on victory points. You're trying to see who killed the most models to get the minor victory. Do you count yeah. the battle shock? Cause they weren't slain. They fled. So you don't get to count the battle shock. Oh, I see. Yeah. Like you didn't kill them. You they just, them. they just ran away. Right. He just ran away. <laughs> hmm. Well, let's 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 press on. Yeah, that's good to just good to note. Yeah, another another. Damn it, we're pulling this thing apart. It, it felt so tight. Now it's starting to unravel. <laughs> I still feel like it's pretty solid so far. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. But we're just finding these little questions. But if we found these questions, how did they not find them? Yeah. In the first. Uh, couple game tests i think it's i think you develop like a common understanding like obviously that's what it meant yeah but that's not what it said fellas right uh page 18 i think was yeah talking about is that 18 yeah just talking about cover yeah um, I think somewhere around here they reference again the 10 wound models. Uh, right. A unit that has a wounds characteristic of 10 or more that has made a charge move in the same turn does not receive the benefit. I thought, does it say or? Oh, or that, sorry, or, or that has a made a charge move in the same turn does not receive the benefit of being in cover. Yeah. So uh, cauldron can't be in cover anymore. Nope. No cover for the cauldron. None of, none of the, I, <laughs> pulling my army apart 
<laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sell my daughters and go buy a KO book. Yeah, see, right. how, see how you like it. I'm like all excited because I'm like bringing my KO over, and then I I like open the door, and Adam's just like just finishing the touches <laughs> of like painting his like you know KO army, yep. and I'm like no. This this book talking about the the unit coherency. So you can't do the daisy chain anymore. I don't get the lookout sir anymore for the cauldron. Um, they changed the KO, daughters of Cain book so that <laughs> they changed the daughters of Cain book to make it say holy within, not just within like it used to. Like everything, yeah. everything I was getting away with before has just been taken away. No, you can't play with these toys anymore. It's really, <laughs> I I don't. I, I'm in kind of a a hobby freeze right now. Yeah, because I don't know what's going to happen in the core book and the general's handbook. I don't want to paint something that's never going to go on the table unless, you know, I'll paint stuff just for me, you know, but I don't want it like with the daughters of Cain. I don't want to paint anything until I know I'm going to play with it. Uh, right. It's, it's a frustrating time for that reason. But maybe some you did name all the bad things, but some of the good things for you such as like well you know like uh your shooters those stalkers right yeah and now they can stand right they can unleash hell um and potentially they could be getting a unit champion right which yeah. i think we're all going to get the option of unit champion I, and i know you're uh, trying to to brighten it and and now you're going to be able to teleport them, and they'll be able to give themselves a command point without a hero in range, because unit champions can give their own unit. So you can command. bringing me up. Look, you're bringing me up. But now I'm going to bring it back down again. <laughs> New points are coming, <laughs> and they're going to. They're, and we'll see another daughters of Cain reduction, right? <laughs> I think with all these changes particularly the changes to the cauldron, I would love to see them come down, but rumors are saying that Marathi's prices are going up. Yeah. She's both like a, all of a sudden she's more powerful, right? Yeah. She's, of all the, she's a, her, the a hero. hero and a monster. Oh yeah. That's what I meant. The monster stuff. Yeah. 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 It's I, I'm, I'm in, I'm on lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> hobby lockdown. Ho- total hobby <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I mean, it's it's funny. The word hobby lockdown. It's, <laughs> your situation isn't funny. Well, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there's other people in hobby lockdown too. That just yeah, just I don't know what to paint this week because I don't know what I'm going to be playing with in two weeks. Yeah, agreed. And 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 so that's why I'm working on my gloom spike kits because it's like the only way they can go is up. <laughs> the gloom spite are tough. They might so, only have one or two tricks up their sleeves, but those tricks punch. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it'll be, yeah, I think there's some 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 more possibilities for them now. Yeah. I think, like, the endless spells being able to move, like, in every turn, that's going to be nice. Only being controlled by you, like oh, they've got yeah. some some tricksy endless spells, so that's going to be nice to be able to you know have those out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the snake for daughters of Cain being able to move twice, yeah, 
that's gonna be that's gonna be rough. Yeah, the new endless spell stuff is pretty cool. Yeah. Did so, we not get to that yet? We have not yet. It's further oh, okay. down in the whole magic stuff. Uh, so cover, um, then terrain, uh, defensible terrain, large and very large terrain. Yep. Um, again, they, they talk about, I think they mentioned in garrisons, 10 moon models can't go into a garrison. Um, yeah, so defensible terrain can be garrisoned. Uh, large can take, um, uh, they count as like two terrain pieces. Yeah. And, um, and then very large count as like four terrain pieces, I think. And then they talk about garrison down here Mm -hmm. before we get to garrison real quick. The Wildwood. Um, and I was trying to to look at this, where it says, Visibility between two models is blocked of a straight line one millimeter wide drawn between the closest points of the two models passes across more than three inches of a Wildwood terrain feature. So does that mean... Um, that if your model is right at the edge of the wildwood but not off the wildwood they're wholly within but they're on the edge they're still visible because like look at this picture here yeah there's no way that these guys are three inches deep like if i had a model down here shooting they're less than three inches off the edge, right? Like the line has to go three inches deep for them to be invisible. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That that to me is a, a rough change. Because it used to be before you just had to, uh, I think, just be on it. Yeah. Um, for Wildwood specifically, but, but, or maybe not, maybe the, it was just a cover save, but I, I thought I, I, I remember playing against Sylvaneth and I wasn't able to see anybody that yeah, was in the trees yeah. as, as long as they were within an inch of the tree. And that might, that might've been a, a Sylvaneth special rule. Yeah. So maybe that still stomps on it. So yeah. Um, anyway, so, so that's just something to note with the garrisons. I was trying to find with a garrison. Yeah. The limitations for garrisoning. Okay. So I um, do think it says it somewhere says in there. Here, up to 60 models can garrison a very large terrain feature. And that's the biggest one. Yeah. Right. Up to 30 can garrison a large terrain feature and up to 15 models. And up to 15 can garrison other defensible terrain right. features. So if you had yeah. three units, three separate units of five models apiece, they could garrison it. Um, yeah. Multiple multiple units can garrison a building. Yeah. 
So it's just the model count that's important. Correct. I don't think they had model counts before. No, I don't think they did either. I don't think there were any restrictions before. Yeah. Which is good because it was always like, that's a tiny little hut. There's yeah. no way yeah, exactly. 30-yard boys are going to fit inside there. <laughs> I've got this outhouse. <laughs> this outhouse is full of 30-yard boys. Right. They're all like... <laughs> but yet they're all the still able boot. to attack they're all smushed up against each other but and then again here's the models with 10 wounds or more cannot garrison terrain features right it could be the biggest terrain feature in the world they still can't garrison it nope that is funny that they aren't like okay very large one they can garrison it's like nope no garages for the cauldron. Nope. <laughs> In Age of Sigmar. Nope. Those what about Smog the Dragon? He garrisoned a building. Say what? Smog the Dragon in The Hobbit. Right. He totally garrisoned a building. Yeah. That was the point, right? They had to try and get him out. Right. Uh, Sigmar says, no, no, no. <laughs> There's a demolish rule here that is new. I think there might have been some specific War Scroll stuff that involved demolishing buildings. I think we're going to see more stuff that has the opportunity to demolish stuff. Yeah. Um, but just that on a one, if you're garrisoning a building and that building is demolished, you roll a die for every model in the building. On a one, that model is slain. Right. There's a the thing with the monsters. They can go yeah. demolish faction terrain. And the Seraphon faction terrain is garrisonable. Mm. So that would apply here. Does the uh, the KO boat that can be garrisoned, it doesn't count as a terrain feature. It counts as, it, it just says you use the garrison. Keyword. Uh, like you use the rules around a garrison. Garris around garrisoning a terrain feature. So, which is an interesting note, I wonder if that changes. Um, it does specify how many, it does say, hey, you've got to use the, the garrisoning rules, but it does specify how many models can fit in the boat. So okay. there was always a limitation to that. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but they they also then have additional rules that say when the ship is destroyed, it's the same as this. Everybody has to come out. They are set up within six, three away from enemy units on a one. The model is slain. Okay. Yeah, that's familiar. Yeah. So that's definitely how the KO have been playing. So... So the next yeah. page, objectives. Uh, there were some changes here. Um, not not right here, but as far as, yeah, uh, heroes and monsters being worth more for controlling objectives. Yeah. That, well, I think, some, is really cool. Some heroes. Uh, it says... Um, Monsters count as five models and heroes with a wound count of five or more. Right. Oh, I, I think it's just any models. Each, yeah, each model. Yeah. Oh, each so, model. I, I thought it said hero. Yeah, you're right. Um, 
wonder if each like monster counts as five. Each model with a wounds characteristic of five or more is two. So your cauldron counts as two models now. Yeah, for control. So there's areas. a boon. Hey, there's thank a, you. Hey, lifting you back up. Right? Yeah, there silver lining. Thank you. You're, you're up here now. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, all my, a lot of my goblins are only four wounds. Your so, heroes. Yeah. So, meh. Such is life. Yeah. But the monster, but now that means my spider, my big spider counts as five models. So that's nice. Yeah. How many uh, wounds do trolls have? Four. Mm. But the ale guzzler gargan, he's a monster. Now he'll count as five. Yep. You just cheap monster, keep him in the back. Have him set on a, an objective. Yeah. I think the, the ale guzzler is going to be really popular. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't like hike up in points. If he does, then he might go back to not being so popular, but if he kind of stays relatively like a low count or a low, like a low cost monster, mm -hmm. I think, I think he'll be more valuable, which will yeah. be interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that's all that I really noticed with, uh, objectives. Then we get to wizards. Um, miscasts are back. Look at it down there in the middle. More yes. eighth edition stuff. Miscast. If the unmodified casting roll of two, on an unmodified casting roll of two, the spell is miscast. The spell is not successfully cast. The caster suffers D3 mortal wounds, and the caster cannot attempt to cast any more spells in that hero phase. Oh, Brutal. Man. Brutal. Show Just up. when wizards were looking good. I know. You're going to show up to that, like, GW you know grand tournament you're right and you're gonna be like oh here's the gash <laughs> you know and it's gonna be like you roll a two and is nope can't do anything anymore that turn no, that's it he's done <laughs> oh that's brutal i can imagine like i i got my little wizard here i just want to go cast arcane bolt um trying to do one mortal wound to somebody oh i just did three mortal wounds to myself <laughs> Right. I know. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. And which to me, I love that chaos. Oh yeah. I'm so glad they brought back miscast. Yeah. I'm so glad I'm going to hate it, but I'm glad they brought it back. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, the changes to arcane bolt and mystic shield. Right. Ranges for both drops to 12 inches. I think that... Yep. I, I, I don't like that. Six inches for Arcane Bolt to lose six inches from its attack range. That's that's a pretty big nerf. Yeah. 12 inches is a big nerf. I think the ability is cool. The, the um, new change... That uh, if the unit is within three inches, the caster suffers. Uh, three inches of the caster, the unit suffers D3 mortal wounds instead of one. Where it used to be if you rolled 10 or higher, the arcane you bolt just did. did D3 within range. Yeah, yeah, it's not as powerful as it was before. But um, it's interesting that like if you have a, a beefy... Um, Like, 
Um, yeah, I guess it doesn't really change. You're right. It doesn't really change anything. Um, like our, for the better, it really kind of does just nerf. Yeah. Arcane Bolt. Which is a shame. Cause like Arcane Bolt was already kind of an afterthought. It was already nerfed from like 1.0. Yeah. 1.0. It was D3 automatically. Yep. And then they changed it to one mm-hmm. unless you got 10 or more then it was D3. Yeah. Um, I just don't like with this change, like Nagash went up to like 975 <laughs> points and he could, he used to be able to cast or he, and he can still cast arcane bolt as many times as he wants, but here it's going to be, they got to be so close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, got to be right on top of them. So, the difference is you're you're casting um you're not you're not casting it on anybody yet you're it's like a defensive thing right yeah like you could be uh you could be a wizard like monster right like archaeon or yeah uh or Marathi sorceress on a dragon. Yep. And cast it and then go in and fight or just have a nice sort of defensive. Like, yeah, if you decide to charge me, um, I'm going to choose the combat phase. You're going to take D three more wins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, now, now Nagash can kind of just like go down the line and just like cast it. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, just cast it off any phase he wants or whatever if he's, like, right in your face. But who knows? Yeah, and now I, with all the, the hero stuff and the monster stuff, you can, like, I think they really are drawing a lot of attention to those the heroes on monsters. They get a lot of new buffs. Right. Yep. So if you're a monster and a hero and a wizard, yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff you can do. Yep. Yeah, absolutely block uh blockbuster hammer or whatever they call it um mystic shield and mystic got a short range to say. yeah and yeah with a 12 inch range yeah yeah it's a that's another nerf too was it it was reroll ones now it's just add one right all right well endless spells yep uh the summoning hasn't really changed. Um, uh, right, just the control of it really the has control, changed. Yeah, that's the big change. When it moves, and it moves at the end of every... Yes, priests can dispel them. They move at the end of every hero phase. They're controlled by the wizard who casts them, so long as that wizard is still within 30 inches. Yep. Um, yep. And then what happens? Oh, here we go. Yeah. If it's wild, then... So whoever casts it controls it. Yeah. And you can only control one at a time. So yeah. Gone 
is the time of, well, not gone. I guess you never really had control of it before. So, um, I guess really that's, it's only like an added benefit to the wizard casting it. Yeah. You can still cast, you know, like this round I cast one spell and the next round I cast another one. What you're doing is you're giving up control of one of them. Yeah. But you know, before you didn't control any of them unless you went second. So, um, so I think it's good. Yeah. It it's a great thing. The wizards. Yeah. Yeah. It makes the endless spells really attractive to bring back. Priests. Priests. Gonna, yeah, man. They're like, like we mentioned before, they're, uh, they're going to be the big boys of this yeah. edition too. Yeah. They got they lots get of cool two stuff. Universal chance. Yep. The, the bless and the smite mm-hmm. that everybody knows. And like can, arcane bolt. And like you know, we said, they, shield. yeah. And like you said, they dispel, they can dispel an endless spell and they can, um, unbind or not unbind but uh remove other invocations correct which is nice yeah you know playing against those corn guys and they've you know or daughters of cain they throw out those invocations and it's like nothing you could do yep um so so yeah yep bless uh Mm Blesses a prayer with an answer value of four and a range of 12 inches. If answered, pick one friendly unit wholly within range and visible to the chanter. Until the start of your next hero phase, that unit has a ward save of six plus. That's nice. Yeah. And smite is a prayer that has an answer value of two and a range of 48 inches. If answered, pick one enemy priest within range and visible to the chanter. That enemy priest suffers one mortal wound. If the chanting roll was six or more, the enemy priest suffers D3 mortal wounds. Battle of so the that, priests. Right. That's like priest arcane bolt. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, I love the thought of these priest battles happening out there. Priests trying to nuke each other. Right. Like all of a sudden, 48 inch range pops out. Like Yeah, after all this, everything getting shorter. Arcane bolt <laughs> shorter, mystic shields shorter. 48 inch right. attack. <laughs> right. Does it have to have line of sight? Visible to them. Yeah, so they still have to be visible, but Okay. 48 yeah. inches. Uh so we already talked about them and dispelling yeah. and oh, banishing. One thing I saw, and I don't know if this is true for all wizards that um on uh the priest's prayers that a one will always cause a mortal wound. When they, uh, when a priest prays. Oh, if they, if they fail on a one. Yes. It causes a mortal wound. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah, different. Like sometimes some of them would do that, I think. Right. Like daughters of Cain. Daughters of Cain did. Of, yeah. But, but the, the, uh, rune lords never did. The rune lords never did. That's no. interesting. Because I think with Mark's corn guys, I think they took a wound on a one or a two. Yeah. So hopefully and that's going away. The one or two? Yeah, the one or like they should get the same treatment everybody else does. I would hate to have them. I mean, I know he's got a lot of priests to choose from. Um, yeah. But it just it just doesn't seem balanced to me that 
Yeah. All the other priests fail on a one and suffer a mortal wound on a one. But his guys fail on a three and suffer a mortal wound on a two, something like whatever it is. Well, I think it's because if they're within like a certain distance of of like their terrain feature or something, I can't remember what it is, they get to re-roll the prayer. Ah, okay. Which is pretty unique. Like not a yeah. lot of people get to re-roll prayers. Mm. So I think maybe that's why. Because it's like if you roll a one or a two and then you roll a one or a two again, like – yeah. Shame on you. <laughs> you, have, you do not have Corrin's favor. Pray harder. Uh, so the next section, monsters. Arr. Yeah, so um, you can carry out one monstrous rampage. Yep. Some neat stuff. Roar, pick one enemy unit within three inches of this model and roll a dice on a three-up. That unit cannot issue or receive commands in the following combat phase. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Stomp, pick one enemy unit within three inches of this model that is not a monster and roll a dice on a two-up. That unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. And you can just do that. Just, I, I know I'm char I'm charging my monster in. And this is Stomp in addition to any other impact hits that they might already be doing. Right. Pretty cool. Titanic Duel. Pick one enemy monster within three inches of this model. Add one to hit rolls for attacks made by the model, this model that, tar that target that enemy monster until the end of the following combat phase. Nice. Uh, but Smash to Rubble is the one you were referencing before. Pick one faction right. terrain feature or defensible terrain feature within three inches of this model. Roll a dice. On a three up, that terrain feature is demolished. If it was defensible and the scenery rules on its war scroll cannot be used for the rest of the battle, if it was a faction terrain feature. Pretty cool. Nice, nice to have yeah. in your back pocket. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, like just think of a mega gargant. They've already got a stomp, right? Yeah. Give them, but what if you gave them the artifact that makes them a wizard? That we'll see before, like one yeah. of the universal enhancements. Mm -hmm. So now they're a wizard. Now they can cast uh, Arcane Bolt. And so they cast Arcane Bolt. They charge. They're going to do maybe. Uh, yeah, because they'll be within three inches. So they'll you, you wait till the combat. So at the end of your charge, you stomp. You crash. Beginning of the combat phase, Arcane Bolt goes off. So it's just like D3, D3, D3. Like that, that could stack up. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it's a lot, a lot of damage that monsters can do now. So, like you were saying about maybe that ale guzzler is going to go up in points. I'm betting all monsters are going to go up a couple points. Yeah. So uh, the next section talks about war scroll cards. Uh, no real changes there as to what you know how a war scroll card is made up. Right. Um description um they do specifically talk about command models which i don't think was in previous descriptions when they talk about uh champions standard bearers and musicians so i think you are you're guessing correctly i think they are going to come back as the, each one of those is five points okay i i think you're right i think you nailed it Skipping a few pages ahead, 
not too much about battlefield roles. Uh, battalion abilities. One of the things that I saw was one drop deployment. That's on the end of page 32. I think it's an important change here. Um, oh, the reinforced thing. Where were you at? Oh, I'm looking at page 32. One drop deployment. Oh, re oh. yeah, reinforced. You're right. I skipped that one. Real quick. What page is that on? That's back up to 30. The reinforced units is the is the big thing there for yeah. the for the you know army unit the unit size. So, if you've got a unit that's not battle line, they can only be reinforced once, which means you double their their minimum size. So, if like um, let's say I take the um, demigriff knights, right? Their minimum size is three. If I add another three, I've reinforced them once. Unless they're battle line, I can't reinforce them a third time. So, which means we're going to, without them changing the minimum size, if they don't change the minimum size, which I don't see them changing the minimum size, um, because once you do, then the, the max number of, that you can get out there is a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So like, which is, they're going to stay min size 12, right? I mean, 10, 10. Yeah. No, I said 12 min size 10 because, you know, battle line, you can get them up to 30, but there's going to be no way to get your battle line guys that had max sizes of 40 up to 40 anymore. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. That, yeah, it seems like a shame, particularly if you're talking about skeletons and those kind of things. It was nice to see or zombies, just giant blocks of zombies coming at you. Well, they did. They did change it for the for the Soulblight Gravelords book that skeletons are max size 30. Yeah, they do have it that zombies are max size 40. So I don't know if they're going to change them to be a min size 20. Yeah. What's their minimum unit size? Yeah. 10. Yeah, it's 10. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure why they did that. Um, but maybe because of the smaller table. Yeah. Right. Know. Smaller table, they don't want. But so the grots at min size 20 can still go up to 60. But I don't see them min size going down to 10. Yeah. Unless they get super cheap. Yeah. But hmm. anyway. Interesting little change. Yeah, it is. Good call. Uh, so, War Scroll Battalions. Right. Big change here. Yeah. Uh, the I don't like them using icons. I wish they would just use words. Huh. Do you know what I mean? I, I guess I, maybe they want to for graphically for some reason. They're, they're used yeah. to the shorthand. I know this is something they do in 40K pretty regularly, right? Yeah. You always have to have a legend that tells you what it is. And with the same, with almost the same amount of space, they tell you what the legend is. <laughs> with the legend, it's like, you could have just put the word. Just put the word. I don't need the legend. Your, your fancy right. silhouettes, I don't need them. But whatever. Well, because they, they already did it with the War Scroll Battalions. They just had that little organization box, right? And they yeah. just told you what it was. Yeah. Now they've 
got like fancy pictures to help people. But then people were like, wait, so like, do, do I have to have like a mounted hero to have be a general? And it's like, no, 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 no. I <laughs> know. Like that, that first icon is just to mean like your leader, like your general. And I'm going to look at that. I'm going to go, ah, oh, what does that mean again? And I'm going to have to go back and look it up. And they could have just wrote right. it. They could have just right. wrote it down. Huh. Yeah. So the the new core battalions seem pretty cool. The one thing that stood out to me about one drop deployment. Yeah. If a core battalion has the unified icon, a unit from the battalion, then after you set up a unit from the battalion, you must set up all of the other units from the battalion. I know that with Daughters of Cain, I would kind of trickle them out till I kind of knew what my opponent was doing with the War Scroll Battalions. Right. You know, I would just do a couple at a time and like, well, I'm just going to, yep. now I'm going to do the rest of the battalion after I've already trickled out. Yeah, you have to do yep. all at once. You can't, you can't sp- split it up. Um, you have to do it all. Yeah. So w- what I've heard is like this battle regiment is going to become like the golden one. Yeah. Because it's unified, so it's one drop, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to want to decide to go second because they get more command points and they get them at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Most people. So then they're all going to want to be one drop so they can choose that. And so, and this, you can fit quite a bit in here. Just because just you have this doesn't mean like, you know, that they have to be infantry style units, right? It just is units. This is just like, and this, these guys here in the middle are just right. They're just units that are not leaders, artillery or behemoths. Yeah. So most stuff is going to fit inside here. And then, um, and then you're either going to just take one or two of the next, or some people are saying, you're then going to take the command entourage because you're going to need maybe a couple more heroes yeah. or, uh, because that ability there is, they're saying is nice to be able to have one of the, one of those two, the magnificent, which is an extra enhancement. Yeah. So want that like, Hey, I took a, a battalion that gives me an extra artifact. Then you're going to want to take this one. Or this one, but then your battle regiment plus one, two, three, four. So your minimum five drops, right? Yeah. Or is this one your minimum one? So yeah, you're right. It just it it's interesting because it shakes it up. Yeah, it does. Um, some people are saying that as new books release, or maybe when they FAQ, they're going to give out like army specific ones. But again, I feel like that takes us back to the problem we were at before, where you just had some armies with really good core battalion, or you know, really good war scroll battalions, and armies that just had shitty ones. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll mm-hmm. Be interesting to see what people do. Yeah, I like I think, to see it when people play with them, what kind of combos people find. Right. And the, the important thing to note is that when you do, like some of the army compositions will say like, if you if you if you take this 
allegiance, sub-allegiance, like these behemoths become battle line and no longer count as behemoths, then they then they won't satisfy this this position. Gotcha. Oh, that's neat. So, like the cities have that with the uh, with the tanks. Yeah. And if you take the the tanks and you take the the commander in the in a tank, the steam tank, uh, they become battle line and they're not they're not behemoths. So they would take up these slots, and the commander would take up you know this one, and then they would take up whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's just interesting to see how that changes. You know. But yeah, I think I think the one drop deployment is going to be the popular one. Yeah. Uh, and then enhancements. Um, the universal enhancements towards the back. Yep. Just just so cool. Yeah. This is this I is like- back too. This is eighth edition again stuff too. Right. It is. It's back to like customization and being able to choose like, you know, slightly modifying things. Yeah. Like subtle little tweaks to make your army completely unique, you know, and giving inspiration for like, um, creative building, you know, um, you know, maybe I, maybe I know I want to take, the arcane tome on my hero. So I, you know, I, I cut off the shield and put a book in his hand instead. Yeah. You know, cause that's my favorite artifact to take. Right. Get, like I was saying that mega gargant, like take out the club and give him like a really giant wand. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, this one is going to be, popular here i think the amulet of destiny the bear has a five up ward yeah i think that's just you know a pretty easy one to go like uh that's that's an easy choice because every a- anyone can use a five up ward right yeah and yeah, you're gonna want to keep your you. general around like you're gonna want to make sure your general stays alive now because it's just like a cp factory you know yes yeah Um, and I, I mean, cause I can see that in like cities taking, taking that on like any one of any one of, you know, the heroes that I have there could definitely take a five up ward. Oh yeah. That'd be huge for the hurricane to have a five up ward or for like my rune Lord to have a five up ward. Like that's, that's important. Yeah, it is. Or for KO, who have no after saves, like no ward saves. The whole army with no ward saves. Well, yeah, we're yeah. calling them ward saves again. Yeah, I'm still happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be nice. So uh, the last thing I, ha- I have a question on is this. Okay. Before you wage war in a game of Warhammer Age of Sigmar, you must select a battle pack. And this is under the section battle packs. 28.0. Okay. So 
I'm assuming a battle plaque, battle, battle pack is a combination of a battle plan and a realm of battle is what I think yeah. the battle pack is, but there aren't, they don't give an example of a battle pack, which I wish they did. Yeah. I think that's going to be something we find in the GHB or yeah. in the core book itself. Yes. Which I'm excited to about. I, I like, I like where this is headed. It, it sounds like, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to make the battle p- plans um, more flavorful. Yeah. Instead of, a, instead of where we used to pick a realm, and this is my guess, we used to pick a realm and a battle plan. Now you would just pick a battle pack that is a realm and a battle plan. Yeah. Anyway, that's my guess. I'm looking forward to seeing it in person. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think it's going to be I think it's a it's going to be a fun system. I don't think there's like I think we can kind of like it'll be easy to implement the changes. Um but I think uh it'll be it'll be a refreshing game. Yeah. It I don't think it needed a, a refresh, but um but right. I think I think there are, just because like, it wasn't broken doesn't mean it, it couldn't use some fixing yep. up and some dusting off. Exactly. Yeah, good point. You're right. 2.0 wasn't I don't think it was a bad game. No, not at all. Um but you're right. This definitely is exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think there's some really fun stuff here. Uh that's going to be fun to try out all the different combos. You know, yeah. which endless spells do I like with uh, which of the new battalions and which monster is the best one to get these monster features? What hero is best to get these heroic traits? Like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, so so you're 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 in a hobby freeze. I am in a hobby freeze, unfortunately, but yes. So like would, so, so what's next for you? What's next for me? Yeah. Well, like you just, just to learn the rules and just to play and hope you don't roll a one on, uh, <laughs> on, on, on publisher. My publisher doesn't roll a one on me. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I guess, Right now, I think I'm going to take the time to kind of clean the hobby room, you know, clean the mm-hmm. hobby desk, mentally get ready for the new edition, you know, kind of kind of do inventory on the stuff I have, you know. Yep. This seems like a time to do all those things and um, just get ready, uh, physically and mentally ready for AOS 3.0. Yeah. Which goes, uh, this is... Um, Wednesday that we're recording and it goes on sale this coming Saturday pre-order this coming Saturday. Okay. But it's not going to be in your hands available for like two weeks, I think. Right. Yeah. Is that right? I think so. It's like July 4th week. Okay. Gotcha. Whatever. Maybe July 3rd. I want to say. Yeah. Sounds right. Something like that. Yeah. Is when you can actually have it in hand. 
Yeah. Um, yep. So that, yep. July 3rd would be the Saturday. So yeah. I think that's when it goes. I think that's when you can actually go pick it up from the store. Awesome. And I think the GHB and the core book will be available right away. Does that mean they're going to have like our FAQs for each army ready to go at that time as well? Or I hope so, but probably not. Probably another yeah. couple of weeks for that. A couple of weeks look of like mid July, early August. Yeah, because they usually come out with a, the 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 something, and then two or three weeks after that, they come out with an FAQ for it. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, maybe that's when they'll release all the army specific FAQs. All right, yeah, I'm just working on my my gits, my uh, my glitz army, and uh, I think I'm just going to keep working on them because I I don't think uh, you know that they I don't think they'll go down anymore. Yeah, I think they'll only get better in this new edition. So, and I got some fun models that I've never played with before. Um, and there's like this little unit they're called the gaba palooza oh yeah and they're like these really fun fun models you know this guy on like a walking mushroom (laughs) and there's this you know this like six-legged dude and he's like carrying a bunch of bottles of stuff there's like this guy dancing on like a squig uh it's a really uh, cool looking squig too. It's skeletal. But, yeah, like a skeleton. It's like yep. one goblin holding a squig skeleton, and then another goblin like on top of them dancing. Uh, and then there's two more, just kind of like, you know, goblin guys. So they're they're not heroes, but they have like on their war scroll the benefits of a hero, like kind of like a lookout sir, which is like a minus one to hit, and. Uh, a plus to save on the first battle round. So you try and keep you from sniping them off the table. But three of the, of the five are wizards. So oh, that's cool. They're not heroes, but they're wizards. So they're going to get extra, you know, they're going to get, you know, the ability to, you know, to cast and have fun. Do they count as a named, they're a named unit, so you can't give them enhancements, right? Correct. And they're not heroes. Right. So I can't give them like an artifact or anything. Yeah. But, uh, but just with the focus on like casting and controlling endless spells and stuff like that, I think it'll be good to have extra wizards out there. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. So if yeah, anything, they'll look like really cool models. Like I really liked the sculpts and I really liked them when they first came out, but they were just like, they're just like hard to use. Cause they're like, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. They're just like really specific in what they do. They're not just like the fungoid, which is like, Hey, of course you want a four up extra command point four up field, no pain. He's a wizard. He can cast, he's a hero. You know, he's like an auto include in any, uh, auric or, you know, gets army so whereas these guys aren't necessarily auto include but yeah anyway that's yeah. my project awesome so cool well uh we should meet up this weekend yeah yeah we're we gonna... should try out some 3.0 yeah play I think it as you're much right. as we can with what we have 
Yeah. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll record something on video. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Look, look for our video to come. Yes. All right, so what do you say when you're ready to play AOS 3? Whoa!